Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast, talking about a few poets, Hugh Ainsley, John Keeble, John Clara, Felicia, Dorothea, Hemmons. New Ainsley, sorry, Hugh Ainsley, says Swim, was born and raised in Scotland and immigrated to the US when she was when he was 30. Ainsley's best-known work is A Pilgrimage to the Land of Burns, 1820, and consists of a narrative interspersed with sprightly lyrics. John Kemble was a leader in the Oxford movement, which advocated incorporating into the Anglican Church many of the Roman Catholic rituals that had been abandoned. In Anglican Christianity, this resulted in low church rites, more Protestant, which gives little emphasis to the rituals, whereas high church denotes an emphasis on ritual, often Anglo-Catholic. The last two poets have really interesting backstories. John Clare was the son of a farm labourer. He became more known for his celebrations of the English countryside and sorrows at its disruption. His work underwent major re-evaluation in the late 20th century. He is often now seen as a major 19th century poet. In literary circles of the 19th century, Felicia Hemmons was one of the most widely read, widely published, and professionally successful poets that seemed to epitomise the poetess, a woman speaking to women. Well, there you go. I love that metric that we use to measure these poets of how successful were they and how successful were they within their own lifetime. So we've got these two poets here, John, Claire, and Felicia. One made a living, you know, and it was a successful professional poet. And the other didn't recognize his success until much later after he died. And um, I don't know, I just find that an interesting thing. We, we basically, like, we measure almost every poet we come across by those standards. A few poets for you today. Um, oh, no, I, I lie. We've got one poet for you today who will be John Keats. 20-odd pages of John Keats. So let's dive in and see how we go here. Song of the Indian Maid from Endymion. O oh, sorrow, why dost borrow the natural hue of health from Vermeer lips to give maiden blushes to the white rose bushes? Or is it thy dewy hand, the daisy tips? O oh, sorrow, why dost borrow the lustrous passion from a falcon eye to give the glowworm light? Or on a moonless night to tinge your siren shores the salty sea spray? O oh, sorrow, why dost borrow the mellow ditties from a morning tongue to give an evening pale unto the nightingale that thou must listen the cold dews among, O oh, sorrow, why dost borrow heart's lightness from the merriment of May? A lover would not tread a cow's lip on the head, though he should dance from eve till peep of day, nor any drooping flower held sacred for thy bower, wherever he may sport himself and play. To sorrow I bade good morrow, and thought to leave her far away behind, but cheerly, cheerly she loves me dearly. She is so constant to me and so kind. I would deceive her and so leave her, but ah, she is so constant and so kind. Beneath my palm trees by the riverside I sat a-weeping in the whole world wide. 
There was no one to ask me why I wept, and so I kept bringing, brimming the water, lily cups with tears cold as my fears beneath my palm trees by the riverside. I sat a-weeping, what enamoured bride, cheated by shadowy wooer from the clouds, but hides and shrouds beneath dark palm trees by a riverside. And as I sat over the light blue hills, there came a noise of revellers, the rills, into the wide stream came the purple hue, t'was Bacchus and his crew. The earnest trumpets spake, and silver thrills from kissing cymbals made a merry din, t'was Bacchus and his kin, like to a moving vintage down they came, crowned with green leaves and faces all on flame, all madly dancing through the pleasant valley to scare thee, melancholy, oh then, oh then, thou wast... A simple name, and I forgot thee, as the buried holy by shepherds is forgotten when in June tall chestnuts keep away the sun and moon, I rushed into the folly. Within his car a loft young Bacchus stood, trifling his ivy dart in dancing mood. With sidelong laughing and little rills of crimson wine imbued, his plump white arms and shoulders enough white for Venus pearly bite, and near him rode Selenus on his ass, pelted with flowers as he on did pass, tipsily quaffing. Whence came ye, merry damsels? Whence came ye, so many and so many, so in such glee? Why have ye left your bowers desolate, your lutes and gentler fate? Why follow Bacchus, Bacchus on the wing, a conquering Bacchus, young Bacchus, good or old betide? We dance before him through kingdoms wide. Come hither, lady fair, and join it be to our wild minstrel sea. Whence came ye jolly satyrs, whence came ye so many and so many and such glee? Why have ye left your forest haunt? Why left your nuts in oak tree cleft? For wine, for wine we left our kernel tree, for wine we left our heath and yellow brooms and cold mushrooms. For wine we follow Bacchus through the earth. Great God of breathless cups and chirping mirth, come hither, lady fair, and join it be to our mad minstrel sea. Over wide streams and mountains, great we went. And save... Uh, and save when Bacchus kept his ivy's tent. Onward the tiger and the leopard pants with Asian elephants. Onward the myriads with song and dance, with zebras striped and sleek Arabians prance, and web-footed alligators, crocodiles, bearing upon their scaly backs in files, plump infant laugh, laughers mimicking the coil of seamen and stout galley rowers toil, with toying oars and silken sails they glide, nor care for wind and tide. Mounted on panthers, furs and lions' manes, from rear to van they scour about the plains, a three days journey in a moment done, and always at the rising of the sun, about the wilds they hunt with spear and horn on spleenful unicorn. I saw Osirian Egypt kneel down before the vine wreath crown. I saw parched Abyssinian Abyssinia rouse and sing to the silver cymbals ring. I saw the whelming vintage hotly pierce old Tartary the fierce, the kings of Ind their jewels, scepters, veil, and from their treasures scattered pearled hail. Great Brahma from his mystic heaven groans, and all this priesthood moans before young Bacchus' eye wink, turning pale into these regions came, I following him, sick-hearted, weary, so I took a whim to stray away into these forests drear, alone, without a peer, and I have told thee all my 
thou mayest hear, young stranger, I've been a ranger, in search of pleasure throughout every clime, alas, tis not for me, bewitched, I sure must be, to lose in grieving all my maiden prime. Come then, sorrow, sweetest sorrow, like an hour and a babe, I nurse thee on my breast. I thought to leave thee and deceive thee, but now of all the world I love thee best. There is not one, no, no, not one, but thee to comfort a poor lonely maid. Thou art her mother and her brother, her playmate and her wooer in the shade. Ode to Nightingale My heart aches and a drowsy numbness pains My sense as though of hemlock I had drunk Or emptied some dull opiate to the drains One minute passed and leith wards had sunk Tis not through envy of thy happy lot But being too happy in thy happiness That thou, light-winged dryad of the trees In some melodious plot of breach in green And shadows numberless singest of summer In full-throated ease Oh, for a draught of vintage that hath been Cooled a long age in the deep-delved earth, Tasting of flora and the country green Dance and provincial song and sunburnt mirth. Oh, for a beaker full of the warm south, Full of the true, the blushful hippocrine, With beaded bubbles winking at the brim And purple-stained mouth, That I might drink and leave the world unseen And with thee fade away into the forest dim. Uh, my heart aches. This is Ode to a Nightingale. I've lost my spot here, so I'm just going to start from the start. My heart aches and a drowsy numbness pains in my sense, as though I have a, a hemlock I had drunk, or emptied some dull opiate to the drains. One minute passed and the woods had sunk. Tis not through envy of thy happy lot, but being too happy in thy happiness that thou light winged dry out of the trees in some melodious plot of beech and green and shadows, numberless singest of summer in its full throated ease. Oh, for a draught of vintage that hath been cooled a long age in the deep delved earth, tasting of flora and the country green dance and provincial song and sunburnt mirth. Oh, for a beaker full of the warm south, full of the true, the bluish hippocrine, with beaded bubbles winking at the brim and purple stained mouth, that I might drink and leave the world unseen and with thee fade away into the forest dim. Far, fade far away, dissolve and quite forget what thou among the leaves hast never known, the weariness, the fever and the fret. Here where men sit and hear each other groan, where palsy shakes a few sad lost grey hairs, where youth pale grey grows pale and spectre thin and dies, where but to think is to be full of sorrow and leaden-eyed despairs, where beauty cannot keep her lustrous eyes, or new love pine at them beyond tomorrow. Away, away, for I will fly to thee, not charioted by Bacchus and his pards, but on the viewless wings of poesy, though... The dull brain perplexes and retards. Already with thee tender is the night, and haply the queen moon is on her throne, clustered around by all her starry phase, but here there is no light, save from what from heaven is with the breezes blown through Virtus. glooms and winding mossy ways. I cannot see what flowers are at my feet, nor what soft incense hangs upon the bows, but in embalmed darkness guess each sweet, where with the seasonable month endows, the grass, the thicket, and the fruit tree wild, white, 
Hawthorne and pastoral eglantine, fast-fading violets covered up in leaves, and mid-May's eldest child, the coming musk rose full of dewy wine at the murmurous haunt of flies on summer eaves. Darkling, I listen, and for many a time I have been half in love with easeful death, called him soft names in many a mused rhyme, to take into the air my quiet breath, now more than ever seems it rich to die, to cease upon the midnight with no pain, while thou art pouring forth thy soul abroad in such an ecstasy. Still wouldest thou sing, and I have ears in vain, to thy high requiem become a sod, thou waste not born for death, immortal bird. No hungry generations tread thee down. The voice I hear this passing night was heard. In ancient days by emperor and clown, perhaps the self-same song that found a path through the sad heart of Ruth, when sick for home she stood in tears amid the alien corn, the same that oft-times hath charmed magic casements, casements, opening at the foam of perilous seas in fairy lands forlorn, forlorn the very word is like a bell, to toll me back from thee to my sole self, adieu the fancy cannot cheat so well, as she is famed to do, deceiving elf, adieu, adieu, thy plaintive anthem fades, past the near meadows over their still stream, up the hillside, and now tis buried deep in the next valley glades, was it a vision or a waking dream, fled in that music, do I wake or sleep? Ode to Gracian Urn. Thou still unravished bride of quietness, thou foster child of silence and slow time, sylvan history, who canst thus express a flowery tale more sweetly than our rhyme, what leaf-fringed legend haunts about thy shape of deities or mortals, or of both in temp or the dales of Arcady. What men or gods are these, what maidens loth, what mad pursuit, what struggle to escape, what pipes and timbrels, what wild ecstasy, heard melodies are sweet, but those unheard are sweeter, therefore your soft pipes play on, not to the sensual ear, but more endeared, piped to the spirit ditties of no tone. Fair youth beneath the trees, thou canst not leave thy song, nor ever can those trees be bare, bold lover, never, never canst thou kiss, though winning near the goal, yet... Do not grieve. She cannot fade, though thou hast not thy bliss. For ever wilt thy love, and she be fair. Ah, happy, happy bows that cannot shed your leaves, nor ever bid the spring adieu. And happy melodists unwearied, forever piping songs, forever new. More happy love, more happy, more happy love. Forever warm and still to be enjoyed. Forever panting and forever young, all breathing human passion far above, that leaves a heart high sorrowful and cloyed, a burning forehead and a parching tongue. Who are these coming to the sacrifice? To what green altar, O mysterious priest, leadest thou that he for lowing to the skies, and all her silken flanks with garland dressed, what little town by river or seashore, or mountain built with peaceful citadel is empty of its folks, this pious morn and little town, thy streets for evermore will silent be, and not a soul to tell why thou art desolate can ever return, O attic shape, fair attitude with brood. Of marble men and maidens overwrought with forest branches and trodden weed, thou silent form dost tease us out of thought, as doth eternity cold pastoral. When old age shall this generation waste, thou shalt remain in midst of other woe, than other than ours, a friend to man to whom thou sayest beauty is truth, truth, beauty that is all. 
you know on earth and all you need to know. Ode to Psyche. O goddess, hear the tuneless numbers rung by sweet enforcement and remembrance, dear, and pardon that thy secrets should be sung even into thine own soft conched ear. Surely I dreamed today, or did I see the winged psyche with awakened eyes? I wandered in a forest thoughtless, and on the sudden fainting with surprise saw two fair creatures couched side by side in deepest grass beneath the whispering roof of leaves and trembled blossoms where there ran a brooklet scarce aspired mid-hushed cool-rooted flowers fragrant-eyed blue silver-white and budded tyrian they lay calm breathing on the bedded grass their arms embraced and their pinions too their lips touched not but had not bade adieu as if disjoined by soft-handed slumber and ready still past kisses to outnumber a tender-eyed dawn of orion love the winged boy i knew but who wast thou o happy happy dove his psyche true o latest born and loveliest vision far of all olympus faded hierarchy fairer than phoebe's sapphire region star or vesper amorous glow-worm of the sky fairer than these though temple thou hast none nor altar heaped with flowers nor virgin choir to make delicious moan upon the midnight hours no voice no lute no pipe no incense sweet for from chain swung strensa teeming no shrine no grove no oracle no heat of pale-mouthed prophet dreaming O brightest, though too late for antique vows, too, too late for the fond believing lyre, when holy were the haunted forest bows, holy the air, the water, and the fire, yet even in these days so far retired from happy pieties, thy loosened fans fluttering among the faint Olympians, I see and sing by mine own eyes inspired, so let me be the choir and make a moan upon the midnight hours. The voice, thy lute, thy pipe, thy incense, sweet from swinged censer teeming, thy shrine, thy grove, thy oracle, thy heat of pale-mouthed prophet dreaming. Yes, I will be thy priest and build a fane in some untrodden region of my mind where branched thoughts, now grown with pleasant pain instead of pines, shall murmur in the wind. Far, far around shall those dark-clustered trees fledge the wild-ridged mountains steep by steep. And there be by zephyrs, streams, and birds, and bees, the moss-lane dryads shall be lulled to sleep. And in the midst of this wide quietness, a rosy sanctuary will I dress with the wreathed trellis of a working brain, with buds and bells and stars without a name, with all the garden of fancy ever could feign, who, breeding flowers, will never breed the same. And there shall be for thee all soft delight that shadowy thought can win, a bright torch and a casement ope at night, to let the warm love in. Alright, going to pause there tonight, I think. Um, I was going to try to power through all these John Keats poems, but alas, I've run out of steam. Cannot be done tonight. He wrote a lot of poems for someone who only lived to 26 years old. 1795 to 1821, I think I forgot to say that at the start. But there you go. John Keats. Um, We'll pick that up again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.